0: Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this little bit of bonus content and let's take you right in to the start of this conversation about abortion in American TV show history and a little bit of personal stuff too. This is a huge topic for debate at the moment and abortion in TV, and I'm going to focus on American TV, it's a really big deal. It shouldn't be that, but that's my own. Well, so
1: periods to be honest as well.
0: Yeah, that is very true. So I did some research into this because I just wanted to know where this fit in the timeline of on-screen abortions, because I know that it's a huge topic and that it's something that you don't see in TV very often. And I know, and I'll get into it and I'll know that this episode doesn't actually have an abortion in it and this storyline doesn't actually end with an abortion. But Spoiler alert. But the conversation is there and we almost get an abortion storyline. So looking into it, found out that there hasn't actually been, there hadn't actually been that many abortion storylines on American television at all. So the first one was in 1972 on a TV show called Maud, which was an American sitcom starring Bea Arthur of Golden Girls fame. And she was the first character in American TV history to have an abortion. And this in the 70s in 1972, but it wasn't actually shown. It was talked about and it was a storyline and it happened, but it wasn't done on in screen. In the 70s. Yes, yes, yes. So it was part, it was a huge storyline that was she it mentioned.
1: But the word was mentioned?
0: I don't think the word abortion was mentioned because that's... It's a no-no word. Yeah, and we see it in this episode because it is not used it's at all. That's why so
1: many of us say shmishmortion because of super bad.
0: And, yeah, termination is what they use in Grey's Anatomy in this episode. And this episode of Maud aired only two months before Roe v. Wade, which um, if you don't know, look, I- I'm not an expert on this at all and we are from Australia, like we have said, but... In the short form version of it, it's when the United States Supreme Court decided to protect a woman's right to choose without government restrictions. But yes, Maud isn't depicted on screen. It's just talked about, and it technically happens in the show, but off camera. Then the next year in 1973, there was an abortion storyline in the television show, All My Children. But in this case, it was a, it was a villain character. And then entertainment reporter Linda Hirsch is quoted in a, in this Refinery29 article, which I found, which is really great, and I'm going to actually pop it in the show notes because I think it's really interesting. And she's quoted as saying that it couldn't be done with a sweet character, that it had to be a villain because they didn't want you to feel sorry for the character. So that kind of shows where America was at in terms of being able to portray these things yeah um, you
1: can you can have an abortion but only if you're a really really bad person
0: yeah totally and then this character ends up kind of being punished in in a writing way because it's talked about in the show as being a really dangerous pres- procedure and then this character well, suffers was in the 70s suffers a potentially fa- fatal infection so in a way like with the writing this character is kind of she's already a villain and then she's kind of punished in the storyline you know she ends up having a really fatal infection, but she doesn't die, but she gets really sick. And then kind of 10 years later, we don't see anything about it for about 10 years. And then in 1982 in the TV show, Facts of Life, an abortion was spoken about when an abortion is written about in a school paper. So it's about a teen pregnancy, but the character stays anonymous until the very end. And then she comes out and she's like, I was talking about myself, but again, it's not shown. It's just spoken about. And then almost 10 years later again in 1989, it happens in Degrassi High. But again, we don't see it. So it's teenage pregnancy again. And there was a huge controversy about that one because it was teens. I actually think it's really interesting that it's teens because almost potentially they were letting the teenage pregnancy storylines happen more than the adult pregnancy storylines because I feel like once you hit a certain age – you're very if you get pregnant, society really expects you to keep the baby. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's taking you're like over 25. Totally. So it almost feels like maybe having them be teenagers was a way of telling these stories and for audiences to be like, oh a teenage pregnancy is a really bad thing. Yeah, she can't have it. She's not set up to have it. Do you know do you know what I'm saying? Like, it could it might be seen as being worse if it's a, a woman Like Christina, for example, who has the means, you know, she's an independent woman with a job of a certain age.
1: Does she have the means, though?
0: Well, I don't think she is, but I think in society's view... But that's what I mean.
1: She's a person who has $300,000 debt and doesn't have, isn't qualified for any job yet.
0: But she's of, like... She's
1: mid to late 20s. Yeah, it's
0: like a time when a lot of people would be wanting to have kids. It's hard to talk about this without my own opinions kind of coming through because I because I am very – I mean, we both are very pro-choice. So it's it's so – and this was such a long time ago and I feel like the ability to talk about this stuff is a lot easier. Um, But anyway, yes, yeah, so in 1989 in Degrassi High, a teenage character chooses to have one and there's a scene of her going to the clinic but once she actually gets into the clinic, they actually cut those scenes out for American audiences – So at the end of the episode, you only see the character walking towards the clinic because they wanted to have a more ambiguous ending because they didn't want her to actually have the abortion. And then again, about 10 years later, again, so I'm I'm, grimacing because you all can't see me. I know. It blows my mind. In 1996, Beverly Hills 90210, there was a storyline again that was very similar to in 1982 in The Facts of Life where it's an anonymous newspaper column and it's a teenager and then at the end the character admits it's actually about herself. Then in 2003 – I've never
1: seen 90210. Are they they teenagers? I thought they were like early 20s. Oh,
0: I haven't seen it either. I thought they were teenagers. They look like teenagers. It's like Shannon Doherty, pre-charmed. Sure. Then in 2003 there's some TV show I've never heard of called Everwood – and again, it's a teenage pregnancy. And after, and one of the series leads is the doctor that performs the abortion. And then afterwards, he goes to church to confess his sins because he did this procedure. So that's the context. That's where we've been in TV show history when we get to 2005, when this episode airs. That's what we've had. It's not much.
1: Wait, so when they're in Sex in the City, when they discuss. Who has not hasn't had an abortion?
0: Mm-hmm. So that was 2001. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was a huge deal. That's not actually in this article. Because that's grown women. And they are talking about – they're talking about abortions. But, again, Sex and the City doesn't use the word abortion
1: in that Which episode. Is because Samantha, pun always intended, does not like to beat around the bush. She no. Does, but you know what I mean.
0: Lola. <laughs> So yeah, that happens. So there is actually discussions about abortions. I think they call them terminations in that again, or procedures. Like they really skate around the word abortion. And then in the end, Miranda actually chooses to keep the baby and she doesn't have one, but it is is heartening to see that these women are openly talking about it. And Samantha admits that she's had two and Carrie admits that she's had one, but then you do see Carrie lying to her boyfriend later and saying that she's never had one because she's kind of fears the stigma and then yes we get to 2005 when this episode yeah. airs and it kind of really seems like this could have been the first time we see an actual abortion on screen because this is a medical drama we see Christina in the clinic having the conversation and because of what we know of what happens in Grey's Anatomy years later we, we could have seen not obviously not the gory details of actually the procedure but we could have actually seen her in the room with the doctor and how she feels before, how she feels after, and how she gets on with her life. And all of those things could have actually become storylines here. And Shonda Rhimes did an interview way later in Vulture magazine in 2011, because that's when, spoilers, 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 that's when Christina does have an abortion. So this Vulture article with Shonda Rhimes, she actually talks about this season one episode. So I'm just going to read a little extract because I think it's, a really good insight into what was going on because she does say that she wanted Christina to have an abortion, and then she kind of explains why that storyline got changed. She
1: was so ahead of her time. We're just seeing it more and more every every just, episode we watch. Like, how the fuck is this still relevant?
0: Exactly. Shonda Rhimes is asked. Christina has had an ectopic pregnancy way back in the beginning of Grey's. Meredith has had a miscarriage have you ever not had an abortion on the show for reasons that weren't organic to the characters? And Shonda Rhimes says, you know, in the first season of Grey's when Christina got pregnant, my intention, having never worked in television before, was that she was going to have an abortion. Like that was my intention. If Christina finds out she's pregnant, she's going to have an abortion. We had it all laid out. I knew that's what was going to happen, and I had very strong conversations with broadcast standard and practices back then about the topic. And nobody told me that I couldn't do it. Everyone just had strong opinions about it. And then I went into the writer's room and somebody pitched what would then be the medical reality of Christina having the ectopic pregnancy and collapsing in the OR. And that's how Burke finds out that she's pregnant. That was so much more interesting to me story-wise that I let go of what we were going to do. And we did that instead. But I do remember it was going to be a battle. And I was perfectly willing to face that battle, maybe naively so, but it was going to be a conversation, a big
1: one. Look, I don't think she's wrong. I think medically and for the TV show, it is the more interesting storyline. But I Mm -hmm. think for everything that Shonda Rhimes has come to do over the last 20 years, it would have just been incredible. No, it it wouldn't have. The show may have been cancelled, to be honest. If she had done that, this is what, the second, last, third, last episode of the season? It wouldn't have gotten another season.
0: It's interesting because, yes, I think the storyline they stuck with is really interesting. And we still get a lot of the conversations around the idea of an abortion in the way Christina goes about what she does in this episode and having this conversation. And we do, you know, we do realize that this is just a woman who doesn't want Literally to. Literally me. And that's all it is. And that's all it needs to be. You don't need to have a reason no. to have an abortion, you're just allowed to not want mm-hmm. kids. And I think that's great. And I think having that storyline from this lead character and it makes perfectly sense. perfect sense for this character to choose to terminate a pregnancy. I don't
1: think it has to make sense. I think it's just a choice. It's That's it. I I have, yeah. I have no emotional feelings towards this at all. I don't think she needs to be justified. I don't think she needs to be validated. She made a choice. Yeah. And that
0: is okay. And that – I think is why it would be such a big deal to have it on TV. Because that's also not shown and in these kind of in most of these examples that isn't a storyline that's discussed that isn't something that's portrayed it's more like it's a teenager so you know they don't want their family to know they're having sex or they're not prepared to have a kid or you know it kind of makes makes it more complicated when it doesn't need to be you're allowed to just not want to have a baby and that's all it has to be, no questions asked. And I think that's interesting in itself to show. I've decided
1: that our first bit of merch should be abortion is not a dirty word. Hmm. Yeah. It's not. And it shouldn't no. be. I've, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's becoming less and less of a dirty word, uh, especially with everything that's been happening in the news recently and, and Texas being a crazy, crazy place mm-hmm. that I've been having a lot more discussions with a lot of people, not, not just other, uh, cisgendered women that I know, but, a lot of other humans about abortions and using the word more like it used to be Well, Tamsin and I were discussing it and she was telling me about these articles today and I was had my hands full. So I was just voice recording messages to her in the middle of a very busy street in Melbourne. And I was saying abortion out loud. I couldn't give a shit. I was talking about it on the tram. It used to be something that was only said in whispers. Um, And I'm super glad that it's not. Um, You do you. I feel super poorly for anyone who is living in those states um like we just recently found out that in poland uh a woman died uh because she was not allowed to terminate uh, a pregnancy why did i say terminate a pregnancy she was not allowed to have an abortion of a fetus that was dying the doctors forced her to wait until its heartbeat stopped and she ended up getting sepsis and dying, and it's mm. she was only twenty two weeks pregnant. It's a fucking peanut. Point is, I don't hi. think the word. Here I mean- at Scaples and Tequila, we are pro-choice. Like mm-hmm. you do, you girl. You want to keep that baby? I support you. When's the baby's shower? I'm gonna get you all the presents in the world. Mm. You don't want to have that baby? Great. Do you need chocolate and ice cream? No, you just want to go out and party. Sick. Let's do that. Whatever makes you feel good, I am here for you. I I haven't had an abortion, which <laughs> I'm quite surprised about. I was I love being a hussy. <laughs> well, was loved. Anyhow, it's monogamy now. Hi, Evan. Hi, Evan. Love you. He is he is wonderful, but like hussy. Um. So I, I I've never had one, but I really like. I, I had a friend who, out and proud, fine, had an abortion at, she was 33 at the time. She was married. She'd been married for six years. Both her and her partner were in successful jobs. And and they lost, like, friends, and they lost her entire side of the family over this mm. because they were seen as people who should have taken the next step. See, huh?
0: I just, I feel like it's, Harder, and there's more judgment on women who get abortions at a certain age than younger people or older people. I feel like this age that Christina is, this age that I am, this age that your friend was, there's some weird thing about society and it's like, well, you're in, you know, your prime mothering years. This is the time when you should be keeping it. You know, there's. it's almost like there's more reasons for, I'm using society in a really broad term. But no, it's fair you know, particular people of society to to kind of accept it more if it's a a younger person who, you know, d- doesn't have a job or is in high school or is, you know, and, and an older person that already has kids,
1: which I think... At the end of the day, we're women. We're doomed if we do and doomed if we don't. Yeah, true. Because the young person is praised for getting abortion but then uh, scolded for doing the sex in the first place when they haven't been even even properly talk to about sex and don't potentially know all of the risks and the people our age are doomed for doing it because it's a societal expectation that we do i just don't I do, there's nothing that i want less in the world i like my vagina the way it is people it's nice it's pretty it's all it does all the right stuff and it's it's snug and it's damp and it's it's just a little otter's pocket and i don't i just yeah (laughs) an otter's pocket i heard someone say this once uh this girl was talking about a boy referring to her vagina and he's like oh it's wetter than an otter's pocket and i was just like imagine otters with their little hands and they've got little pockets that they keep their rocks in and i was like (laughs) (laughs) my vagina is an otter's pocket that's fine
0: amazing
1: i think that's the thing when you start talking about abortions and not wanting children that people take it as a judgment on their own life choices. People take it personally. If you want to have a baby and you're, you're, you're financially, emotionally, physically, and, I don't know, mentally stable and able, like, go for you. I will support you 100%. If you turned around tomorrow and said, I'm pregnant and I'm so excited and I'm keeping it, fuck yeah. Here are all of the presents let me buy you mm-hmm. one of those beautiful antique-looking strollers in baby pink. There's a store in Port mm-hmm. Melbourne and you would die.
0: I, it was around the corner from the Channel 9. <laughs> okay. So you and know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And all I can see is the impractical nature of that fucking stroller. It's beautiful. They are
1: but like, also
0: $9,000. Oh, my God. Are they really?
1: They are the same price as the car that I'm buying. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. strollers. Stupid. stupid.
0: Have you ever seen a psychic?
1: Me? Yeah. No. I did just find out. Oh,
0: we're very different people.
1: What are you saying that you've been to a psychic? I've been to multiple psychics. What did you ask them? What did they say? What
0: what did they say? I went to one one in New York. That would have been my first one when I was 18 and I moved to New York um, to go to acting school. And I remember this psychic said that I would have problems with my ovaries and I totally totally believed them do have problems with my ovaries so look nothing major or anything it was just she was right I guess it's really funny that that's what
1: you mentioned that your psychic said because I recently met my godmother and a couple of weeks after meeting her she called me and she's like how are your baby making parts and I went I'm sorry fucking what I've just met you but okay She's like, I spoke to a psychic and she said that one of my daughters was going to be with child. And I was like, well, you have a daughter. Like, you've got an actual daughter-daughter. And she's like, yeah. She's not having any fucking babies. She doesn't have a partner. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that is not how sex works. So she's called me and her other goddaughter to be like, is it happening? And I'm like, haps fucking literally not. But she called me about two weeks after I just had my marina taken out which is a internal contraceptive. So that was just mm. fucking terrifying.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> just had my contraception taken out and she's like, hey, you might get pregnant. Well, I guess we'll just no, wait and see, not. won't we? You'll be the first to know.
0: So that's it for this little bonus content ep. And you're welcome to head back over to season one, episode eight. See you there.